Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Dorney's Vinyl. If you're new to this podcast, I would love to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I highly recommend that if after this podcast you're interested in hearing more, you go back and listen to my Season 5 trailer of what you can expect from podcasts. Uh, I will go through just like a quick little um, tid- uh, a quick little rundown of how the podcast works, and then we'll get into it. So, it's a weekly podcast. Every odd-numbered podcast is an album review. Uh, two weeks ago, I did John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band's Tough All Over. This week, obviously, is another album review, Stevie Nicks' The Wild Heart. The other even-numbered podcasts ha- are called EP Extra Podcast. Half of those are games guest starring my wife. The other half of them are little tidbits of information. Last week's was a game of before and afters. Next week's, I will explain at the end. But I think the best thing to do is just get into today's podcast, Stevie Nicks' The Wild Heart. I'll run through a little bit about Stevie Nicks, a little bit about the album, The Wild Heart, uh, the personnel, and then the track listing. Take a short little break, and after I take that short little break, then I'll give uh, my song rankings, my song opinions, and my album score. So Stevie Nicks was born on May 26, 1948, in Phoenix, Arizona. She's been an active performer since 1966, so that puts her at what? If six years. She joined Fleetwood Mac in 1975 and has sporadic involvement with them. She sold over 65 million certified copies in the U.S. combined with her combined solo and through Fleetwood Mac. She has been nominated for eight Grammys as a solo artist. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, solo and with Fleetwood Mac. She's released eight studio albums and 36 singles. On the U.S. Billboard 200, she had seven top 40 albums, six top 10s, and one number one. And on the UK albums chart, she had seven top 40s and one top 10. And then of her singles, in the US Hot 100, she had 10 top 40 hits and four top 10s. And on the UK singles chart, she had two top 40s. So, The Wild Heart. It is the second studio album released by Nyx. After Stevie's first studio album, Belladonna, reached number one, she was told that one of her best friends, Robin Anderson, had leukemia. Anderson was pregnant at the time and was only given three months to live. She had the child, and Nix was appointed as the godmother. Following Anderson's death in 1982, Nix married Robin's widower, believing that Robin would want her to take care of the child. They divorced after three months. After her friend's death, and after recording another album with Fleetwood Mac, Nix had a newfound appreciation for her career and went back to the studio. It only took her a few months to record her next album. Wild Heart was released on June 10, 1983, and it peaked at number 5 in the U.S. and number 28 in the U.K. The retrospective review of the album by William Ruhlman was positive, 4 out of 5 stars, and he wrote, quote, She was the most successful American female pop singer of the time. Not surprisingly, she played it safe. The Wild Heart contained nothing that would disturb fans of her previous work and much that echoed it. As on Belladonna, producer Jimmy Eovine took a simpler, more conventional pop-rock approach to the arrangements than Fleetwood Mac's inventive Lindsey Buckingham did on Nix's songs, which meant the music was more straightforward than her typically elliptical lyrics. End quote. And the album would certify two times platinum and two million copies in the U.S. So now we'll go into the personnel. So... Buckle up, 
because every time I do a solo artist, they have, like, the longest personnel list ever. But I want to make sure I give everyone credit, so we're going to get through this. So, it's Stevie Nicks on lead and backing vocals, Sandy Stewart on synthesizers for tracks 1, 3, 5, 6, 8, and 9, keyboards on track 3, acoustic piano solo on track 5, lead vocals on track 5, and additional backing vocals on track 5, Roy Bitten as synthesizers on track 2 and acoustic piano on tracks 4, 8, 9, and 10, Benmont Tench, organ on tracks 3, 4, 5, and keyboards on track 7, David Foster has does the acoustic piano on track 5, David Bluefield, Oberheim OBXA programming on track 6, and the Oberheim DMX drum machine on track 6. Prince does synthesizers on track 6, but I believe that's unlisted, or uncredited. David Monday does guitars on tracks 1 and 3. Dean Parks does guitars on track 1. Wadi Wachtel does guitars on tracks 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 9. Steve Lukather and David Williams do guitars on track 6. Mike Campbell does guitars on track 7. Tom Petty does guitars on track 7, as well as lead and backing vocals on track 7. Don Felder does guitars on track 8. Roger Taws does bass on track 1. Bob Glob does bass on tracks 2, 4, and 8. I feel like I've done that name before because I laughed at it. Kenny Edwards does bass on tracks 5 and 9. Howie Epstein does bass on track 7. John Beale does bass on track 10. Brad Smith does drums on tracks 1 and 3 and percussion on track 3. Russ Kunkel does drums on tracks 2, 4, and 8, drum overdubs on track 6. Marvin Caruso does drums on tracks 5 and 6. Chet McCracken, I've done that name before, does drum overdubs on track 5. Stan Lynch does drums on track 7. Mick Fleetwood does drums on track 9. Bob I. Hall does percussion on tracks 2, 4, 6, and 8. Ian Wallace does percussion on tracks 6. Phil Kenzie does saxophone on track 8. Sharon Solani and Lori Perry Nix do backing vocals, and Carolyn Brooks does backing vocals on tracks 2 and 10. And then there's track 10, which has a lot of people on it. So it features Paul Buckmaster doing string arrangements and the conductor, Kenneth Whitfield does string arrangements, John Abramowitz, Seymour Barab, Jesse Levy, and Frederick Zlotkin do cello, Jean Bianco does the harp, Julian Barber, Theodore Israel, Jesse Levine, and Harry Zaratzian do viola, Harry Sykeman, Peter Dimitriades, Regis Iandario, Louis Elay, Max Ellen, Paul Gershman, Harry Glickman, Raymond Knicky, Marvin Morgenstern, John Pintavale, Matthew Raimondi, Herbert Sorkin, Ruth Waterman, and Paul Winter do violin. I apologize for butchering all of your guys' names. And the album was produced by Jimmy Eovine, Gordon Perry, and Tom Petty. Alright. So now we'll run into our track listing. So all of the tracks are written by Stevie Nicks unless noted otherwise. Track one is the wild is sorry, Wild Heart. About the song, Nicks said that it's quote, kind of an abstract song that was written in Long Island, New York. I mean at the same time Enchanted was written, a long, long time ago. Right at the same time, Belladonna came out, end quote. Throughout writing the song, Nix made several changes to the lyrics, such as an introduction dedicated to Robin Anderson. Act 2 is If Anyone Falls. It was written by Nix and Sandy Stewart. It was released as the second single off the album, peaking at number 14 in the U.S. The song is based on an instrumental synthesizer track that Stewart wrote called The Last American. Stewart recalled in 1984, quote, The next thing I know... 
I'm on the phone and Gordon's saying, you can't have it back. They want it. They want to use it on Stevie's next album, end quote. And Cashbox Magazine said that the song, quote, manages to be familiar and sure-footed without being predictable, end quote. Track three is Gate and Garden. Track four is Enchanted. Track five is Nightbird. It was written by Nixon Stewart. It was released as the third single off the album, peaking at number 33 in the U.S. The song was written to try and continue the themes from Edge of Seventeen, and Cashbox said, quote, A stark keyboard and guitar intro, together with Nix's tired, low-range croak, provide a melancholic setting depicting the approach of winter and night, end quote. Track six is Stand Back. It was released as the lead single off the album, peaking at number five in the U.S. Nix has said that she wrote the song on the day of her marriage to Kim Anderson on January 29, 1983. The couple were driving through Santa Barbara when she heard Prince's Little Red Corvette on the radio. So Nix recorded a demo of Stand Back on a tape recorder that night in, I believe, their honeymoon suite. When Nix went to the studio to record, she called Prince and told him how she came up with the melody. Prince came down to the studio on February 8, 1983, played the synthesizers on the song, and left. And while Prince's contribution to the song is uncredited, he agreed to split the publishing royalties evenly with Nick's. Track 7 is I Will Run To You, which was written by Tom Petty and features him and the Heartbreakers. Track 8, Nothing Ever Changes, which was written by Nixon Stewart. Track 9 is Sable on Blonde. And track 10 is Beauty and the Beast. Nick said that she was inspired by John, by, I think it's Jean Couteau's, Couteau's 1946 film Beauty and the Beast. It's a French film, not the Disney. It's not, surprisingly, not a Disney original. And the song was also written for, and I believe about, Mick Fleetwood. So that concludes our informational portion here of this podcast. I'll take a short little break. When I come back, I'll give you guys my song rankings and album scores, so stay tuned for that. All right. I'm back after that short little uh, break, and I will get into my song rankings, my song opinions, and my album score. So I'll just get into it. At number 10, I have Gate and Garden. So I this was this song had a nice start. Had a very nice slow ballad sound with the piano. There was increasing tempo once we got into the chorus. And I always remember this song as being faster than it actually is. Um, and I really liked how it goes back to the, the first verse tempo. So we got like the, the verse tempo, chorus tempo, verse tempo, chorus tempo. I like that as a good change back and forth. Again, and I feel like this is going to be a repetitive theme. I feel like the best part of this song is when she's able to just kind of freestyle, especially like her her screams. I don't really know what else to call it. Interjections, maybe. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, There is a gate, it can be guarded, while it is not heaven, and it has a garden, so to the red rose grows the passion. At number nine, I have Nightbird. I feel like all of Sandy Stewart's songs have really good synthesizers, which makes sense because I'm pretty sure he he, was, he wrote that synthesizer part, so I'm sure he's good at the synthesizer. This is another song that I feel like really had a strong first verse, but then the lyrics, the rest of the lyrics kind of tapered off, like it didn't continue. I will say, 
I like how often that there's like echo sounding background vocals. There was a nice little piano instrumental in this song. I like that with some of like the the doos that she the the doo doos that she does. I I really like those. I don't know what vamp means in the lyric liner notes. So like I have the lyric liner notes. I was going through them to read the lyrics. I don't know what vamp means, but it seems like every time I see vamp, it's her freestyling. And it's definitely, by far, like I said, my favorite parts. And my favorite lyrics were, And the darkened eyes through the net of the lace, In the darkness, it's hard to see her face, Pulls back the net, and you feel the touch of her fingers. At number eight, I have I Will Run To You. So, the, the guitar intro for this song is almost iconically a Tom Petty sounding song. And and Tom Petty and Stevie duets sound so good. I'm pretty sure there's only two of them, this and Stop Dragging My Heart Around, but they sound, their voices are so good together. I feel like it's a very interesting mix of the guitar and the synthesizer. It's like the Tom Petty Southern Rock sound and a synthesizer, which is like the New Age sound. I wish we got more guitar, but at least it got a few seconds of an instrumental at the end of the song. And my favorite lyrics were, All those lonely nights showed me something. If you need me, I'll come running. At number seven, I have Sable on Blonde. This one kind of had like a smooth jazz rock sound to it. And the drum beat kind of reminds me of Dreams. Um, and, you know, is, is Mick Fleetwood really that recognizable? I guess he is on the drums. Some of her best songs, I feel like, are the ones that aren't cut and dry with, like, this is a verse, this is a chorus. Like, just let Stevie do her in interjections and make the song about it, pretty much. I like the rhythm guitar in this one. And my favorite lyrics for this were, Was it a thorn in your side? Something that you hide? Something you don't touch? Because it hurts too much. At number six... I have the Wild Heart, the intro song. I like, like, I feel like the drums at the beginning of the song purposely sound like a heartbeat, and I really like that, especially for a song with the word heart in the title. She has such, like, Stevie has such a great raspy voice. It's it's almost to the point where, like, you can't understand what she's saying at times, but, at this, but it's, like, great. The only other person I can really think of that has a raspy voice like this is Bonnie Tyler, and both of them are some of my favorite artists i really like i'm liking the increasing tempo throughout the song and like i said i really love how she's showcasing her vocals like there's there's in this song especially there's nothing in the instrumentals like of them trying to take charge over her voice like there's just pianos there's drums and there's guitars and there's her voice i love the end of the song when it sounds like she's freestyling and i feel like this song really sets a tone of mystery and it sets a tone that we're gonna get great vocals and my favorite lyrics for this one were something in my heart died last night just one more chip off an already broken heart i think the heart broke long ago that's when i needed you at number five i have enchanted i feel like the instrumentals and, and this is track four i feel like the instrumentals were finally starting to get some life um Especially the drums and the piano. This was such such a like a fun paced song. I guess this is such a fun song. The first verse for this one is so strong 
But again, like, I feel like the second verse just kind of dropped off a little bit. I was wondering, like, is, like, I think this is the first guitar solo. So the guitarist must have been so happy that they finally got a solo. The bridge for the song improves on the lyrics, at least. This is, I think, one of the better songs lyrically. And my favorite lyrics were, You were gone, you were gone from me. When I remember someone, I remember their dreams. In those dreams that no one knows of, my destiny says that I'm destined to run. Number four, I have Nothing Ever Changes. So, so far, I think Sandy's songs have the best instrumentals. Um, this time, like, I feel like there's a great guitar that also fits with Stevie's vocals, and you mix that with the piano. I want to say that this is one of my favorite songs lyrically. This and, and this has that, like, let's get ready to kick some ass feel. Finally, like, there's a surprise. And the surprise was... We got a we got a saxophone solo came out of really came out of nowhere, and and this is also one of the best songs lyrically, one of the better songs instrumentally, and my favorite lyrics were I can turn all your music on, I can make you feel alive, I am gone but I'm never gone from you, it was just the first time. At number three, I have if anyone falls, I feel like this song it's track two. I felt like it has. It had such a different sound from track one. And I'm wondering if it was like the synthesizer. Because I felt like track one didn't have that synthesizer. But this one was a very iconic synthesizer. Stevie's lyrics are good. Um, but there's just some odd sounding parts occasionally. That, that, that I feel like hold them back from being great. I really enjoy hearing her background vocalist. Like, like she has this like, echo background. I really like it. I think the bridge for this song is probably my favorite part, and and she really just goes in with her vocals again. Uh, again, another song with simple instrumentals to let Stevie Stevie shine. And my favorite lyrics were, "So I'm never gonna see you deep inside my heart. Oh, I see your shadow against the wall." At number two, I have "Stand Back." I feel like this song is up there with like iconic synthesizer riffs. Especially because it's Prince. She really, Stevie really goes all out on her lead songs on the second side of the album. Going back to Belladonna, it is Edge of Seventeen, so she goes all out. I just wish, like, the I wish her lyrics were just a little bit stronger. Like, they're good, but I feel like she's got, she has, like, the ability to just do better. I like that, like, there's kind of like a plucky guitar solo in this song, and... This song's freestyling, the part that I, I, I point to, isn't even written in the lyrics of the song. Like Some of them have it, this one's not even in there. It's a very fun song, and I feel like this epitomizes 80s music. And my favorite lyrics were, So I walked on down the line away from you, Maybe your attention was more than I could do. One man did not call, Well, he asked me for my love, that was all. And last, number one, I think this might come as a surprise. Beauty and the Beast. I absolutely love this song. Like, this is up there in, in my, my favorite Stevie Nicks songs. It's a great piano intro, and I feel like the strings arrangement on this song, this is 150% how I want an album to end. Her vocals are absolutely flawless, especially combined with all the string instruments. 
absolutely, like, this is going to sound strange. I think this is the strongest lyrics, which is odd because I think I remembered reading somewhere that they were pretty much just fragments pieced together. But I feel like that really allows her to showcase her range. And it really is only fitting that this song ends with some freestyling. My favorite lyrics for this one, You're not a stranger to me, and you are something to see. You don't even know how to please. You say a lot, but you're unaware of how to leave. I love that song. Alright, so those are my song rankings. Let's get into my album score. So the first three scores are, are part of my Dorney score. Lyrics, vocals, and instrumentals. Lyrically, I gave the song a 7.5 out of 10. And the songs I pointed to lyrically, Beauty and the Beast, Nothing Ever Changes, The Wild Heart, and Enchanted. Vocally, I gave this one a 9 out of 10. Going to Stand Back, If Anyone Falls, and I Will Run to You. And instrumentally, I gave this one an 8. Pointing to Beauty and the Beast, Stand Back, and Nothing Ever Changes. So those scores will get added up and multiplied by two for the total score. On the U.S. chart, I gave it an eight, or I didn't, I didn't give it. It's got eight out of ten points because it peaked at number five. That's worth eight points. The U.K. chart, it peaked at number 28, so it got four points. And single score, so it had a number five, which was four points, a number 14, which was two points, and a number 33, which was one point, so it got seven out of ten points. An album cover, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I like the album cover. So total score, grand total, it scored a 76 out of 100, which is a very good score. I think the highest score that I've had, um, the highest score, I want to say the highest score was probably a 96. Uh, so 76 is very good. It's basically like an 80 if you do a curve. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate all the support that you guys give me on this podcast. Next week's podcast is going to be, I'm going to be talking about Bruce Springsteen's autobiography, Born to Run. Just kind of going through some of the stories that he told uh, that might not be as well known. If you're not already, go follow me on Instagram at Dorney's Vinyl. I can't believe we're already in the middle of November. Starting in January of the new year, my Instagram will be filled with voting for albums that you want to hear in season six. Also, if you're interested in buying some used vinyl records, I have 33s and 45s for sale on my eBay store, Dorney's Vinyl. Go check that out. And I think that's it. So I will talk to you all next week.